Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Connected on Relay FM. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Lynda.com, where you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by industry experts. For a free trial, visit Lynda.com slash Connected. It's also brought to you by Clubhouse, who make it easy for anyone to create and manage communities on iOS, Android and the web. And Hover, Simplified Domain Management. My name is Mike Curley and I have the pleasure of being joined by the one and only Mr. Federico Vitici. Oh, hey, Mike. Hello, Federico. How are you? I'm doing good, actually, you know. Uh, just Have you ever um, had uh, Monchery, like the chocolate? How do you spell that, Federico? It's M-O-N-C-H-E-R-I, Monchery. I think it's French. Okay. It's a, it's a Ferrero uh, chocolate. It's like... It's a little chocolate with liquor and a cherry inside. Hmm. It's really good, man. So I just had one. If uh, I don't know, you seem to ask me every time, uh, you know, how am I doing and what I'm up to. So uh, I'm doing good. And I just had a moncherie. Just one? Oh, yeah, only one. It was the only one left, sadly. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I usually like eat like two or three in a row. Do you notice anything different this week? Um... It's raining in Rome. Okay, it's fi- it's firework night here. So there's fireworks. I can going tell there there doesn't seem to be anything different, honestly. Well, the, if if you were in this room, you'd be hearing lots of uh, explosions. Uh, luckily, my microphone doesn't pick up too much of them. But if you hear any explosions, uh, don't worry, I haven't exploded, or my computer hasn't exploded. Um, it's a firework because it's uh, it's Guy Fawkes night. Oh. The, the 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 guy with the mask, by the movie, right? <laughs> v for Vendetta, right? That's I mean, that's the guy. Yeah, kind of. I mean, come on! I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm part of the younger generation stuff. I I know Guy Fox for the movie. Come on! You're Generation V. <laughs> yes, I am. Generation V for Vendetta. Yeah, I guess apart from it being raining and firework night, there's nothing nothing too different yeah. about about today. Well, show. there's a uh, that guy. Um, isn't here. What Matt? Um, no, no, the, the the other guy, the uh, the Mac guy. Oh, the K base guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lead genius for the Memphis region. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Stephen's not here today. Oh uh, yeah. He bought an iPad Mini too, but that's got nothing to do with it. But he did buy an iPad Mini too. So he's not here because he bought an iPad. Uh, <laughs> Just out of spite, he's not here. Well, I think. He definitely couldn't have been here if he would have bought an iPad Mini 3, which I had to kind of, we had to have some discussions about that uh, early this week. He was like, I'm going to buy an iPad Mini today. And I was like, what one are you going to get? And he was like, the iPad Mini 2. He's thinking, I'm thinking about getting the iPad Mini 3. And I was like, don't get it. It's like, you know. It, That's why he's not here. But then I thought, but then I, I think I said to him, well, you know, if you're going to buy it, why not go all out? I just wanted to see if he'd do it, but he didn't. He went with the iPad Mini 2. He made the right choice. Although I have seen him now complaining that he doesn't have Touch ID. He's never happy, Federico. He's always so grumpy. Is he grumpy? <laughs> we, 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 we love you, Stephen. Yeah, uh, we really miss you. So there's not really a lot of follow-up this week because Stephen's not here. Um, yeah, because we cannot do follow-up. There's actually literally no follow-up. I have a couple of like quick topics before our main topics today, but there is literally no follow-up. What like, are we supposed to do without follow-up? Uh, no, no, should we make some up? Just let's come up with some follow-up. Okay, so, okay. Um, 
Uh, so, so yeah. uh, no, no, I actually uh, have some real uh, follow up. Okay, please go ahead, Federico. So, a couple of weeks ago, I tweeted about uh, my quest to find a Malm closet at IKEA. Uh, we got one today. Uh huh. And my girlfriend is in the other room right now building up the, the Malm um, uh, closet thing. It's very nice of you to leave your girlfriend yeah. to build a closet while you're recording a podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got I to gotta do the shows. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I'm sure she understands. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have uh, some follow-up from uh, listener Derek who emailed in um, to to say that uh, all of my basically everything I said last week was correct uh, for once, and he wanted to congratulate me because usually what everything I say is wrong, but not last week. Apparently, everything I said was correct, and everything that you and Stephen said was wrong. So, thank you, listener Derek, for pointing that out. What what is this about? This doesn't matter. Derek sent me an email. Oh, this guy doesn't exist, does he? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> Very nice. Nice. <laughs> Moving on from our from our follow up, I did have a couple of like small things that I wanted to talk about. So um, I listened to underscore David Smith's developing perspective show today, episode two hundred and one. Congratulations, underscore for crossing two hundred. Um, and he was talking about uh, wearables. And he's been experimenting with some stuff as he's thinking about like the watch kit and the Apple Watch and just generally like, you know, about fitness and things like that. Um, He's tried out the Up and the new Microsoft Band. You know, the what do they call it? They call it the band, right? The Microsoft yeah. Band. Yeah, that's the Microsoft literally Band. Literally, the name. Yeah, I was like, "What's that? what's the name of that Microsoft Band?" No, it's, it's the Microsoft Band. It's yeah. called the Microsoft Band, and uh, he's just said some really interesting stuff that I think you should listen to. Like, he's talking about the fitness things and saying how, like, you know, he is a developer of Pedometer Plus Plus, a Pedometer application, but he has to carry his phone around for it to work all the time. So having a device on you that like always does it, irrespective of whether you have your devices on you. Um, is really awesome, like it can track your sleep and it makes you think about things differently. But the Microsoft Band also does notifications, like it has a little screen. And he was saying, and he actually mentioned about how the things that I've mentioned in regards to the Pebble before, you know, about how it actually makes you think differently about how you use your device um, and it helps you sort of untether yourself from it a little bit and you don't need to, you don't get that anxiety to grab your phone out of your pocket and check it because you can just look at your watch and you can see the notifications or there's just this different feeling to it, um, which is something that I think I've I've struggled to try and get people to understand. And and what I have always said is that it makes sense to you once you actually start doing it. Um, And Underscore, who said that he didn't understand what I was saying, now understands what I'm saying. So if you think that I'm crazy, uh, you probably don't think that Underscore David Smith is crazy because he's smarter than me. So you should go and listen to episode two hundred and one of Developing Perspective, never longer than fifteen minutes, and you can uh, you can find. So out let's get yourself. started. <laughs> I, do, I don't know. Just when you say those words, it just comes out automatically. You know. If you've never heard uh, Developing Perspective, that's what that's what underscore says every episode. Never longer than fifteen minutes. So let's get started. It's a great so, show, actually. Like, yeah, so no, just, I love it. Uh, if you yeah. enjoy this show, you should listen to it because it's like. In the world of uh, 90-minute podcasts like ours or like 400-hour podcasts like ATP, it's nice to have something that you can, you know, maybe listen to over lunch or something or when you're just taking a stroll. And developing perspective is really good for that. When I'm washing my dishes, Mm -hmm. I'm always there with the underscore, you know? It's Mm -hmm. like my my dishwasher companion. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, So the underscore has joined Team Mike. When it comes to notification on your wrists. 
Yes. Mm. Yes, he's part of Team Mike. Go Team I Mike. See. I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven added something before he so disappeared. So Steven is uh, clearly he wants to punish us. Yeah. Uh, for I, I guess he knew we were going to 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 kind of. Uh, poke fun at uh, the K-Base and, and the Mac. So he put in a topic for us. Um, Mike, do you want to do the honors here? Um. Amazon have uh, <laughs> set up photo storage for Prime members. It's a new Prime member benefit. It's free and it's unlimited photo storage. They have an iOS app, um, which actually the iOS app... Now, I've not actually tried this out or, and this is like the first time I've ever looked about anything with it because I'm kind of, I'm so burnt out on photo storage solutions. Like it's unreal. Like people were sending me this and I'm like, I just don't care. I don't, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to <laughs> see stop. it. Please just stop. Please just stop and leave me alone uh, forever. But their app looks like it does, you know, the searching by uh, time, you know, the month and the year thing that I quite like. And But I don't know if it's location stuff. But yeah. You can do that. Stephen did leave a note where he said that he uploaded some images and he wasn't happy with the organizational tools. Um, so if you are a Prime member, you know, maybe you can check it out. But if you're like so, what I think and that there will never be anybody that ever wins ever at this, uh, don't bother. So let me understand. Amazon Prime used to be about shipping stuff faster. Yeah. Now it's about photos and videos and a bunch of other um, benefits. Oh, Amazon Prime, man, is amazing. Like it's You amazing. get so much with Amazon Prime. I love Amazon Prime. Like, just the shipping is good enough, but you get... So this is in the UK, for example. Unlimited one-day delivery on over 7 million items, over 500,000 Kindle titles to borrow for, th- for free, unlimited instant streaming on more than 15,000 titles on Prime Instant Video, and now unlimited photo storage, too. But do you ever use all this stuff? Uh, right? I, like I the use... software stuff. I use the shipping stuff okay. so much. I have saved more. I have saved more money in shipping fees. Yeah, no, the shipping is is, is awesome. I have I have Amazon Prime in Italy or uh, Amazon Italy. It's it's amazing. I do watch Prime Instant Video. Oh yeah, you yeah. Do? They have a bunch of interesting series. They have some some of their own stuff. Uh, oh yeah, there's the new one with um. Yeah, I'm bad with actor names with that guy. The guy um, from Arrested Development. Yes, Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, it's called. Uh, um, it's called. I'm thinking trans- of transparent. Not transparent. It's called transparent. Yep. Oh and yeah. Okay. I'm watching Community on it at the moment. Um, the, the one thing about Prime Instant Video, everything about it is horrible. The website <laughs> is terrible to navigate. It's it's basically like. It's barely impo- it's like impossible to find where you need to go to cl- to actually bring up the videos. Um, it frustrates me when you search for something and it looks like you can watch it, but actually it's just giving you a link to go and buy it. Like it takes you to a page where it looks wow. like it looks exactly nice. the same as the Watch Now pages, but it's just trying to make, make you buy it because nice they don't strategy. have it. Uh, and also, uh, we're watching we're watching a TV show, right? A thirty minute TV show. You have to select and play each episode. It doesn't have like the automatic starting oh of the next God. episode like Netflix does. But the selection's pretty good. Um, so I like them for that. But yeah, Amazon Prime was a was a good decision for me. And then I don't know if you if you knew this, Federico, but you can share your shipping with other people. What does it mean? You get my stuff? No, uh, I didn't necessarily mean that. <laughs> I like how angry you you get my stuff, you ain't getting my stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Your one day shipping thing 
you know, you get free one-day shipping. You can share it with friends and family. I think it's like up to five people. It's buried mm. away in the settings if, if, if you're Amazon account. So you're like an Amazon Prime power user. I am an Amazon Prime power user. You know all this stuff. Well done. Uh, so you, you can go to the settings and you can like have um, shared family um, shipments or yep. something. But my, my, I have my girlfriend using it. Ships with a slightly different address. Uh-huh. Different surname, but I still allow it, and she gets um, she gets free one day shipping, same as I do. And this is from the same Amazon Prime account. Yes. Nice. I'm going to include in the show notes a link to the A base. I just made that up. Uh, the A base, the right. Amazon base, um, which explains how you the, go about so adding. The Amazon base sounds like like an evil plan from Jeff Bezos. I like like the drone base. He would definitely do that, I think. Yeah. So it's called inviting a household member, but you can ship stuff to anywhere. So, you know, maybe one day the Amazon police will come and arrest me. But until that day, free shipping for everyone. Yeah, this is definitely something that uh, sounds illegal. Um, but yeah, good good tip, Mike. Good, um, it's a Mike the, tip. The, the, the Mikey tip. Mikey tip is all about how to dodge shipping costs the law (laughs) the law yes it's all about i'm all about dodging the law these days oh mike so we talked about um so these prime photos i only wanted to say because um the topic was actually amazon prime photos um it doesn't have any file or upload limitation just any file from any device they don't care and they keep the full resolution uh, version of your file and then you can use the Amazon Prime app on your phone. And yeah, it's, it doesn't sound like something that I will ever do. Um, mostly because I never get into the cloud drive, cloud music, uh, whatever it is that they call the products. Um, it, it, I only wanted to say that it seems like the right thing to do, um, especially for other people. And by other people, I mean Apple. Um, Unlimited storage, uh, no file limitations, uh, free forever for all subscribers. That's definitely the way to go. And instead, Apple is insisting on these iCloud plans with uh, upload. No, there's no more upload limitation limitations, but there's still different kinds of plans and storage that you can buy from 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 Apple. Yeah, and it. It yeah, but that's kind of like me, paying for Amazon Prime, though, right? You're still paying an amount of money to Amazon. Yeah, but it's simpler, right? It's, yeah, you pay this, yeah, okay. and it's unlimited. Instead, Apple, it's like, oh, you have to choose how many gigabytes of storage you want to keep. You know, it's more. there's more friction uh, to, to Apple's um, idea of storage on iCloud. And it's also more expensive if you have a lot of data and a lot of photos and videos and documents. I don't know why you would ever want to store all your documents on iCloud, but still, it's not the main point. I mean, at the moment, is it even possible to do that? Well, it's possible on the new iOS 8.1.1 beta. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's fixed. Yeah. Mm, I mean, um, you're, you're um, telling me a lot of you're telling the internet that a lot of things are fixed. Yeah. In 8.1.1. Yeah, can you imagine if they're they're not actually fixed in the final release and people would be upset at me? So at the moment in 8.1.1, from what mm-hmm. I've seen you say, the ordering of the share extensions is fixed. Yeah. The Share and action extensions. They're fixed. Both. What else is yeah. fixed? Um, there, I, I haven't seen the iCloud hanging slash crashing bug. 
right. um, that I was experiencing with a, with a bunch of apps. Um, what else? Uh, rotation seems to be better. Um, I'm not getting the Yeah, stock. I have really weird rotation problems. Yeah, that's a major problem on iOS 8. Yeah. Uh, I'm not getting the stuck uh, iCloud follow rivalry uploads anymore. Uh, it just seems to, to be going well. Uh, what else? There's a bunch of other minor fixes. Have uh, you had like the 25-minute wait to delete an app? No, that's gone also. That's been fixed. That's um, I'm still seeing... Uh, see, I don't know if this is a thing. I, I only saw... Um, I only had a reader on Twitter telling me the same thing. Uh, on my iPad Air 2, there's uh, just randomly, there's um, a, a pop on, in, the, in the speaker, like, like this. And it's just random. What like it not just happens? It just happens like Oh, that's weird. Not even when you when you when you're like playing music or other audio. Like when you I don't know, you open the settings page of an app and and the speaker pops. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And and because of the iPad Air 2, because it's so thin and you can feel the device vibrate when you play some audio on your device. The pop, it's, it's like you can hear it and feel it in your hands. And, and it's really weird because it's not related to audio and it just keeps happening. And I had um, another person on Twitter, he told me the same thing. So it, I, I'm not the only one and it doesn't seem to be uh, a hardware issue. So it must be a software issue that's still not fixed in the 8.1.8 beta, which came out uh, two days ago, I think. So Apple is doing betas for everything now. Doing betas for iOS, for Yosemite, for iCloud. Uh, I wonder if they'll ever do a beta for, I don't know, do they do other software like Apple Watch OS? Watch Apple Kit. Watch betas. The Watch, Watch Kit, Kit is in beta. Let's just say that that's accurate. It's probably no, it's wrong. actually coming out in November, the, the Watch Kit oh, yeah. beta, I think. I don't so, think. Yeah. Is it a beta or is it just the tools? It's probably just the tools, right? I don't think yeah, the developer tools. Beta, yeah. But the, the, they're technically betas until they're... But anyway, yeah, Apple is a beta company. This week's episode of Connected is brought to you by our good friends over at lynda.com who provide you with an easy and affordable way to help you learn awesome stuff. With Lynda, you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by experts on software, web development, graphic design, and so much more. Lynda.com works directly with experts and software companies as well that are responsible for making like awesome applications, maybe video stuff, uh, image editing tools. They work with these people. They work with people that know everything, they know inside out of which they speak, and they make sure that they get these awesome videos created for you so you can learn great stuff. All of Linda's courses are produced at the very highest quality. Their courses are broken down into bite-sized pieces so you can learn at your own pace, and you can learn on the go too with their mobile apps for iPhone, iPad, and Android. Linda.com has courses for all experience levels, whether you're a beginner or advanced, They've got it. If you want to, and they have so many different types of course as well. Like I found an interesting course on the fundamentals of typography the other day. Shows how spacing and alignment can affect design, as well as learning exactly what kerning is. <laughs> it's an interesting thing, so you can learn about that. Um, well, maybe you want to learn about video editing. They have courses for all of the major video editing apps like Final Cut, Premiere Pro, iMovie, Avid. They have courses on how to use drones and quadcopters to shoot great footage. And they also show you not just how to shoot video effectively, how to edit effectively, but they also teach you what gear you should be using and exactly how you should be using it. What I love about Linda 
is that you get access to over 100,000 videos for one low monthly price of $25. It's just a flat fee and you can watch as much as you like. You can jump in, they're all broken down into little bite-sized pieces, so you can watch bits of this, bits of that. You can set up playlists for yourself, so you can set up your own little curriculum. They have certificates of course completion if you want them. Lynda.com really is the one-stop shop for learning awesome stuff. We've worked out a great deal of Lynda to give you access to their courses for free for seven days. This will get you the ability to go in, watch what you like, see how awesome they are and I'm sure you'll want to sign up it's only $25 a month guys after those 7 days it's definitely well worth it so go to lynda.com slash connected to sign up that's l-y-n-d-a dot com slash connected thank you so much to Linda for the continued support of Relay FM and the world's greatest podcast oh you really did say that say what? nothing nothing so carrying on from last week's episode, uh, we did kind of mention this, um, that we were thinking of doing this, and I thought, why not Why not carry on with talking about uh, the way that we set up our devices? And that's going to be a bit of discussion today. We're going to talk about our iOS Today View widget, so maybe a little bit about extensions that we like. Mm-hmm. And Federico is going to talk us through his iPad home screen. Oh, yeah. There isn't really anything interesting to mine, so we'll just talk about Federico's. No, no, uh, no don't say that. I bet there must be something interesting about you. Well, there's lots of things interesting about me, uh, just not about uh, our, my um, my iPad home screen. Uh, the one thing, so we're going to talk about uh, today's view widgets. I mean, I don't know about you, Federico, but I, I don't really know if I can share screenshots of my today view widgets. Oh, because you have betas. No. no. Why? I have personal information in there. Oh, like yeah? my calendar, my OmniFocus. Like it's not like you, you do a really great job of like setting up awesome events when you do like reviews and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's um dedication to Yeah, the but for me to do that I have to delete a bunch of stuff which I'm not gonna do. But we're gonna talk yep. through we're gonna talk through the things that we use and uh, I'll make sure that there's uh, links in the show notes, like the beautiful way that Stephen put that together last week. I'll make sure that we do that. Have I ever told you where people can find the show notes? No, Federico, and I have no idea. Please, if you could let so me you know. Can, you can open your Netscape Navigator browser, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you can go to relay.fm slash connected slash one, two, which is a 12 as a number, and you will find a list uh, of links which are called show notes in this uh, podcasting language of ours. That's really good. <laughs> really good description. Very... Uh... Very specific, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So, Federico, would you like to start and uh, and talk through some of the fantastic apps? Sure. So, let me start with a little criticism of uh, the Today View on the iPad. I'm I'm talking about the um, iPad today because that's uh, uh, the device that I use the most. Uh, so, in the Today View. Um, I removed the default uh, today and tomorrow uh, sections that Apple puts in the notification center. And the today section is where they give you like a summary of today, the uh, weather conditions and traffic information. Tomorrow, which is at the bottom, um, tells you like your upcoming schedule and what's the first event on your calendar tomorrow. If you remove the first block from the today view and you put a widget, in under the, the days, the current day, uh, which uh, cannot be removed, uh, there's no <laughs> margin between the first widget and the day, and it's it's really awful to look at. 
Because when you have something like a Wednesday, right? So it's spelled out in, in the today view at the top, Wednesday, uh, comma, November 5th. Uh-huh. And there's a Y at the end of Wednesday. Uh, and the Y goes um, like, what's the typography term for this? It goes b- uh, below the, the, the line. Below the line works perfectly. Okay. And, and it really, it's basically, it kind of goes into the widget's name. I can take a screenshot and show you because it's really awful. And it's one of those graphical glitches that, you oh, know. Oh, you see, I don't see that because I use the weather. Yeah. I use the official weather widget as like a, it obviously works as a buffer for me. So like you see the, the letters from the date the day. go like down and into the bar of the first yes. widget. The, the Y on Wednesday goes into the drafts uh, widget name. <laughs> the like the gray the darker gray bar that you know each widget has a name with a darker uh, gray horizontal bar and the y goes into that gray area um yeah uh but aside from that um so the first widget that i that i keep in my today view is drafts and i use this because especially after it got an update uh, and it became a smaller widget um it allows me to quickly save text into drafts, which is an exceptional app by uh, Greg Pierce. And not just because it lets me open drafts and type from anywhere. So it, I don't have to go back to the home screen and uh, find the drafts icon. Uh, I can just open the day view and launch drafts. Uh, but it's not strictly about that. It's about the clipboard uh, feature that lets me automatically open drafts and create a new note from the contents of my clipboard. So I can copy a link or like a piece of text and I can open the today view, tap the drafts clipboard uh, button into today widget and I'm taken to drafts and I have a new note and that's really handy. Um, Especially because I have all these actions in drafts to like save text to Evernote or to... um, to Todoist, which is my task management system these days. Uh, and it's really convenient to be able to just swipe and uh, save your clipboard uh, with, a, with a bunch of tabs. Um, the second widget that I, that I have is the Fantastical widget. Um, and I really, really like uh, the way that um, Flexibits uh, built this widget. Uh, it, the way that I chose to go with uh, Fantastical in uh, the Today view is to show the monthly calendar and also the events. Right. So uh, you can choose to have only the list of events or the calendar or both. So I went with both because it lets me uh, see... I, I want to see two pieces of information, like the position of like time in the current week and in the current month. So I know what day of the week it is and I also know what day of the month it is. And... I also want to know events for today. So by default, the widget shows you uh, the current day, uh, which is highlighted in blue. But you can also tap on other days and you can get events for other days. So if I get, so like like you ask me, Mike, over, uh, in the, over iMessage, hey, can we record the show on Thursday? I can just open the, uh, the, the Today widget and tap on Thursday in Fantastical and I can see uh, my schedule without having to open the Fantastical app or uh, Sunrise, which I also use on my iPad. 
The uh, Fantastica widget with the month view takes up a lot of space, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're happy. With, you're, you're happy with that, though. Yeah, I mean, there, uh, how many ways do you have to visualize a month? You know, I, I really want the functionality, so um, uh, it's you, a trade-off that I that I accept. Are you reading these out in order from top yes. to bottom? Okay, great, yes. cool. Top to bottom, just yes. so people can visualize. Yeah, people want to visualize everything. Visualize. Um, Shall I continue in my uh, virtual visualization of my today view? Please continue to visualize. Okay, so um, ah, also another another little detail about the uh, about the actually two details about the Fantastical widget. You can tap and hold on a day, and Fantastical will open in event creation mode with that day already. Uh, added to huh, the new event. I didn't know that. So let's say, Mike, you you you, you send me a message and you're like, hey, I, uh, we need to record the show on the, on the, I don't know, on the 20th of November. I can tap and hold that day in the widget and Fantastica opens and it creates an event with that date already pre-filled for me. Mm. You know, so I can only type out the name. Um, and the second detail is that the days in the in the calendar in the widget they have colored dots for events. Yeah. So if I have events for my personal calendar which is red, uh, I will see red dots. If I have uh, like birthdays which is in gray, I think I will see other colored dots, which is a nice touch. Um, so below Fantastical, I keep Todoist. Um, Todoist is my new. Um, task management system. I switched to Todoist in August um, because I'm, I've been using, I was using Reminders uh, for, I used Reminders for over a year and I, it was perfect for me. Um, the moment that I started taking on some new projects for MacStories, we added the MacStories weekly project, um, newsletter, which I manage with my, uh, with uh, my, my MacStories writers on a weekly basis. And then the two podcasts with the, with the Launch Relay FM and a, a bunch of other projects for MacStories, like, uh, you know, the, the design work that I do with Sylvia and, and Alessandro and other stuff that we want to add to MacStories next year, um, so a bunch of new projects. Uh, I'm, I've been I've been setting up my new place here in Rome. So a lot of different tasks going on, and the 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 the, the moment that reminders broke for me was when I started to organize my iOS 8 coverage for MacStories. Uh, I had all these uh, different tasks, so I needed to get in touch with developers. I needed to cover the betas. I needed to track the status of my reviews uh, because I was coming up with like 20 articles on iOS 8 launch day. So reminders but completely like exploded for me. Um, I switched to Todoist for two reasons. It seems like a cool company and they have a business model. Uh, so that's reason one. And reason two, um, you can add collaborators for projects. You can add notes and files to tasks also from Dropbox. And you can use filters to actually you can use your custom you can create custom filters to create uh, personalized lists of tasks. It's kind of like OmniFocus perspectives, only like easier and they make more sense. You have a simple syntax uh, that you can use to create a filter. So for iOS 8, for instance, I created two filters. Uh, one was for reviews that I needed to finish soon. It was called 
soon. And the other was called Sunish, uh, which was a <laughs> which was a filter that showed me apps that were also important but not as important as the the other apps. And it was blue. Uh, so you create all these custom filters to visualize your all your projects and tasks. And it comes really in handy for me because it lets me like break down my the stuff that I need to do in in a matter that makes sense to me. And in the widget, there wasn't. Sorry for the long introduction. Um, well, no, I think it's important because I don't think a lot of people use Todoist. So I think oh, yeah. it's interesting to explain why you use it because I think, well, I think it's, I don't know. Like, See, the thing about Todoist is that it, it's really popular, just not in the Apple kind of corner of yeah, the web. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because in, in our little niche, it, people either use OmniFocus or Things or maybe some people wonder lists. Todoist is, is, to is like a wonder list for power users. And it's really, really cool. It's a really cool company. They like Last week, they launched this uh, crazy, awesome IFTTT integration that lets you automate everything on Todoist with IFTTT. My only, um, you know, my, the only thing that kind of upsets me is that they still don't have an iPhone 6 update with, a, with an extension, but it, it's coming out, uh, I think, uh, very soon. Uh, so the widget, um, as you can imagine, it, it gives you tasks in Notification Center and you can complete tasks from there and it shows you uh, colored uh, tasks that are colored in different ways depending on the label and the project that you assign in the app. Uh, and it's nice. It, it shows me stuff that I need to do uh, for the current day in Notification Center. Um this, the thing that I don't like is that uh, you need to open the app for the changes that you make in the widget to sync back to the cloud. But this seems to be a problem also with Wonderlist. Like, if you complete a reminder from the Today widget, it doesn't sync back to the app and to the cloud and therefore to your account. Um, I don't know if this is an iOS limitation or if maybe Todoist and Wonderlist just happen to... to to have you know to 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 share the same mistake, uh, still you gotta you gotta open the app for changes to sync back to your account. Um, if you have any question, Mike, uh, please please ask me um, because otherwise I'm gonna keep talking. I realize yeah. that when I when I talk about iOS eight, I get and especially on the iPad, I get a little bit carried away. I, I treat it as like being in session, you know, like I'm listening, I'm, I'm being taught. Okay. It's like I'm in class. You know, I'm learning all these new things from you, uh, as mm -hmm. always, and I enjoy it. If, if you want to go to the bathroom, you can you can ask. Okay, thank you, thank you, sir. Um, so ra raise my hand if I have anything to say, right? Yeah, sure. I, I won't I won't see you, but you know, I'm, you can make some noise, I guess. Okay. Um, so next uh, below uh, the to do is widget. Um, this one is called World Time Widget. It's the name of the app. Um, is a, it's, it's a time zone widget. It shows you um, multiple cities around the world in their relative time zone. Uh, two things about this widget. Um, one, it's got an horizontal layout, which I prefer to other time zone widgets because it doesn't take up uh, so much space because it's, a, it's, it's not a vertical list. So I can have... You know, multiple cities and I, like it's a it's a single row of cities for me. The problem is that I guess this is also an iOS limitation. Um, 
when you open the widget, if you leave notification center uh, open, uh, the time doesn't refresh. So it shows you the current time, but it doesn't advance uh, with, the, with the system clock. Uh, I guess it's because, you know, uh, memory problems with widgets in iOS 8. Yeah. Next, pcalc, obviously. Uh, I saw a lot of people say uh, when, when Apple uh, threatened to, to remove pcalc from the App Store, uh, a lot of people um, said, why would you ever want to use a calculator widget in, in Notification Center? Uh, and I'll tell you why, because if you, if you ever decide to, to, to come grocery shopping with me, uh, you will see that when I, when I buy groceries, I use the Peacock widget, uh, which is super handy and super convenient because it syncs with the app. So if I start um, um, you know, entering amounts in the widget, uh, and then for some reason, uh, I want to switch to the full app. Uh, the, the, num- the amount uh, will sync back to the app. So it's, it's shared among the app and the widget. And it's, you know, it's super convenient. On the iPhone, it's got this simple layout. Um, and it's really useful because you know, I don't have to, to go find uh, the Pcalc app or the Apple calculator, which I really don't like. Um, so yeah, uh, Pcalc widget. Uh, I, I don't like that you cannot uh, put the, the, the custom layout that you design in Pilcalc back into the Notification Center. So I asked developer James Thompson about it, and he told me that it's also a memory problem because custom layouts uh, will likely take up too much memory in the widget. So it, it cannot enable custom layouts yet. Mm. Uh, you know? And, and it, it really... It really is a bummer because I, I transformed Pcalc into this awesome calculator slash uh, unit converter for me. It does conversions uh, for kilograms and pounds and dollars and euros. You can create all these custom functions and buttons and it's really awesome. My last widget, Mike, is one of the most impressive and possibly my favorite widget on iOS right now. It's the Music Smash widget. So Music Smash, made in Italy, I know the guys who make it, they're awesome people, Um, they're based in Bologna, where they make the Bolognese, by the way. That's important to know. It's 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 an important detail, you know? Um, So Music Smash, it's a music lyrics application that gives you song lyrics um, on your iPhone, iPad, and on Spotify on the desktop. They also have a Mac app, but I'm not sure it's really uh, maintained. Uh, so they they have this widget on iOS 8 that it shows you real-time lyrics for the song that's playing in the Apple Music app. So you start a song, it, it can be a local song or an iTunes match song. It cannot be an iTunes radio song. Um, and in, in a second, you get these uh, two lines of text for real-time lyrics and and it and it that's it you don't have to do anything else and the, the lyrics scroll as you keep listening to the song there's a progress bar there's a playback controls in the widget there's a small album artwork preview um and you can you don't have to open the music smash app you don't have to do the shazam like uh scanning or tagging i guess it's called uh you just open the widget and and it shows you lyrics it doesn't work that's the that's the downside it doesn't work with other streaming apps 
such as Spotify, RDO, or Beats Music. Uh, and that's because uh, they're, they don't, uh, this is only um, uh, like an API issue that it needs to be uh, a media uh, item from the Apple Music framework, uh, the, the guys of Music Smash told me. Uh, they are trying to come up with ways to support all the other uh, music players, um, but still, right now it only works with the, with the Music Smash app, and it's really, really impressive. I I seriously love this widget, and I keep it at the bottom, not because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a weirdo, but because um uh, because it's like at the top I keep the work stuff, and at the bottom um I keep this widget because if I want to know the lyrics, I can quickly scroll the today view and i will see the the lyrics of the of the song it's like like the 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 act of scrolling acts as a like it lets me separate two kinds of widgets uh, i used to keep tv files below music smash so tv files is also made in in italy it's a tv show tracker it tells me the schedule of the tv shows that i watch and See, I've tried so many TV trackers and I keep coming back to TV, to TV files, which has got this geomorphic design and it, it really looks like a, like a folder containing like scripts of movies and TV shows. Um, I keep coming back to this app because it gets, it, like it gets how I want to browse and organize my TV shows. And the widget showed... Um, the, which TV shows are airing today. Uh, but I, I found that I, that I really just wanted to use the app, so I removed it. And therefore, my today view ends with Music Smash and the Tomorrow uh, block of, uh, made by Apple, which I, uh, I need to correct myself because it cannot be removed. Oh, yeah, it can be removed. can be removed, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know why? Because I'm... I set up my iPad with a clean install and I didn't remove it. So now it's gone. So it ends with Music Smash. So do you have um, them across, the same across your iPhone and your iPad? Yes. Cool. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Obviously, I have a list, but uh, let's take a quick break to thank our second sponsor for this week's episode and then we can go into learning what's in my today view. This episode is brought to you by a brand new sponsor and an awesome new company called Clubhouse. Clubhouse is a platform that allows you to create private communities where people can be themselves without having to worry about a larger social network leering in and reading about what people are up to. Everything is part of a defined Clubhouse community that they choose to join. So when you join a Clubhouse community, I mean, you can join them all for free. So it's, you know, people can go in and they can join a community. But the thing about it is it's not you can post stuff to the community without it being seen by all your Facebook friends. You don't necessarily want them to see it, but they're going to see it. Or maybe you want to talk about uh, like a TV show that everybody loves and, you know, you're in like a group with a bunch of friends with it and you don't necessarily want to spam people on Twitter with it. So it's like it's a great way for organizations to have little communities or if you have communities with friends and stuff like that. As a community owner in Clubhouse, you're able to have complete control of the colors, the logos. You can make it look exactly the way that you want. You can make it fit 
the brand that you're the you know that you want to emulate or the brand that that you have um, and it makes your members feel at home you can have free activity streams that let people in your community easily chat post comments and photos they have liking as well so you can like things you know i like to be able to like things it's a, it's a nice little thing little hearts you can give to people you can also integrate with external sources like twitter and instagram to pull in relevant content you can show all content from tweets or maybe uh, maybe you just want to show instagram photos that have got a certain hashtag to them you've got all of that Clubhouse enables you to also extend your community by adding what they call modules. These modules allow you to add things like event creation, SoundCloud integration, RSS feed integration, and even a ticketing system that they developed. With these additional modules, you're able to bring in even more content to make your Clubhouse more awesome and more powerful. You can sell tickets for an upcoming event that you're organizing. They have a QR code generation for ticket entry, and they have very competitive ticketing fees. Or maybe you just want to pull in uh, an RSS feed for your favorite podcast so everyone can listen all within Clubhouse. This is how Clubhouse makes money. So they charge for these, so some of these, um, not, not all of the modules, but some of them that you have to pay for them. Um, they're all they're different, different prices. They have different types of functionality. They have a very clear business model, right? This is their business model. There's a bunch of free stuff, but then there's like pro stuff as well. Right? They're not interested in selling your users or any of that nasty stuff. One of the modules that you can add is also to have your Clubhouse broken out into its own standalone application. So you can take your Clubhouse and make it into an app for your community, which you can put into the App Store, and Clubhouse will take care of all the approval stuff and all the bits and bobs that go with that. They don't, you don't need to worry about any of that. They can take care of all of it. Clubhouse helps people meet and communicate with others that have shared interests, and they want to make sure that they give you all of the tools that you need to create a welcome place for your community. You can try out Clubhouse for free right now at clubhouse.cc relay, and the guys at Clubhouse are working with us to offer a fully unlocked Clubhouse account with all of the premium modules enabled. If you sign up at clubhouse.cc relay, when you go to add a module, you'll see an option for Relay Unlimited. Select that, and you'll have access to all of their premium content for $50 a month or $500 a year. That is an awesome deal. You'll be saving hundreds of dollars when you look at all, because you get absolutely everything. But clubhouse.cc slash relay, you can also sign up for a free account. There's a bunch of free stuff, like all their activity streams are free, and you can try all that out, and you can clearly see what you want. But if you want to just get a feel for what a Clubhouse community looks like, search for relay.fm in the Clubhouse app, which you can download from the App Store, and you'll see a, a community that the Clubhouse guys put together just for us. It has a ton of cool stuff in there, you should go check it out. So it's clubhouse.cc slash relay or just download Clubhouse from the App Store and search for relay.fm. So thanks so much to Clubhouse for their support of this show and Relay FM. So my turn. Yes. You ready, Federico? Um, my body is ready. Great. Um, so that I'll start off, there's a bunch of like everybody, I kind of enabled everything and got rid of a bunch of stuff that didn't make sense to me. So like I got rid of the Evernote widget. Um, I got rid of the drafts widget um, and the swarm widget because what I found was it was pretty much for me just as quick to just open the apps from my home screen than to just pull down notification center and open. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. the way that I found for those applications. But um, So I have the weather right at the top, the Apple weather. Um, Apple weather is like the, the weather widget that I find to be the least offensive. Um, some of the weather widgets that I've seen are crazy and I don't need that kind of information. Yeah. And I actually kind of use it as a quick way to see what the temperature is and then also as a way to open the weather app if I need to see any more. But usually what I want to know is just what's the temperature today. Right. Um, 
Yeah. You know? Then I have Fantastical. Now, I only have the list view of Fantastical. So I don't have the calendar and the list like you do. Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. have the list. Because I I have it right at the top there, and I still want to be able to see things that are below it. And sometimes I have so many appointments in a day that like otherwise, basically, Notification Center just became Fantastical. So it's basically like opening the app. That's what I want to know. Without... Um, sharing personal information. What kind, what kind of appointments do you save? Because sometimes I get confused. Is this like a task or is this an no, event? No, these are just meetings. So I mean, oh, so, meetings. Okay. Yeah. So like, I have. So in my in my fantastic out today, I have the fact that it's Matt's birthday, and it's Guy Fawkes Day. I have three uh, work appointments as I'm two days away from quitting Federico but mm-hmm. or from leaving I've already quit but I have three work appointments there and then I have both of the shows in so I have all the shows in I mean it's probably going to my calendar is going to get lighter as it I won't have as many meetings as I will but at the moment I kind of have meetings for two different jobs right yeah so they're yeah. in there makes sense okay. then I have omnifocus I right. think I think the omnifocus uh yeah the omnifocus widget's my favorite I just love it. I love having my tasks right there because with a quick flick, I can like I can just find what I want, um, or otherwise I can just check things off. Mm-hmm. Like I love having it there. Uh, then I have clips. Oh man, I forgot clips myself, uh, and you know why? Because I needed to stop using the app when I was uh, back on iOS eight point one. And I had the iCloud issue. Clips was crashing all the time and the widget was empty. Hmm. But now I'm putting it back. And I'm putting it under Todoist. There you go. Clips as yeah. well for Federico. Yeah, Clips as well. What, so what I like about Clips, I like a couple of things. I like that I'm able to let you know just to grab stuff. I use the extension all the time. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. though it seems to have gone a bit weird recently, and it's like for Twitter stuff, it's pulling in the wrong URLs. There seems to be something weird going on with sharing URLs with extensions. Yeah, I want to say that's probably Apple's fault. Yeah, because it seems to have changed. Anyway, but the other thing is, I have in there constantly uh, a Dropbox link, a Dropbox link for the Relay FM rate card, because I need access to that quite a lot. So I'll sponsor mm. rate card. Um, so I'm able to just pull down Notification Center, grab the Dropbox link, drop it into an email. Like, hmm. so awesome. I love that I have Not that. Good idea. So you're using it like uh, as a temporary uh, storage location, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Uh-huh. And because it, it's always there, I, I need that quite a lot. So it makes perfect sense for me to have it there. And it's just an easy way for me to grab it rather than open Dropbox. It's a, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. It's like a permanent clipboard for yeah. you uh-huh. yeah yeah i'm using it more as a temporary clipboard yeah like i things use that i copy and shift around i do that but then i just i just keep that one there uh-huh yeah then i have time zones by jared sinclair mm-hmm. now there's a lot of information in here i have like two four six eight i have nine time zones here so there's lots nine yeah you have more time zones, time zones than me yeah adelaide well see and it's, it's not just time zones it's places yeah. You know, a bunch of them are the same. So I have Adelaide, Viterbo, um, London, <laughs> Viterbo. Uh, New York City, Toronto, Atlanta, Memphis, Dallas, and San Francisco. Because they're ones that I just need to know. And, it, and it's not it's, obviously, look, I have three of them are on the Eastern, two are on Central, and then one is Pacific. But oh, yeah. it's it's just about having, because I know the, it's where the people are in the world is what I'm most locked into. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so I have that there. I have Adelaide for Russell Ivanovich of um, Shifty Jelly. Uh-huh. We talk by our message quite a lot, and uh, I I don't like to like they're like ten and a half hours in front. So it's yeah, like it, it so can be crazy that I have to like think about when I'm yeah, talking to him. Yeah, it can be tricky to do yeah. the math with with these these people. <laughs> then I have uh, pedometer plus plus. So this is a bit of a of a off topic. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. I just wanted to ask you this. Yeah. Um, have you ever considered the fact back in Australia when it's Christmas, it's the summer? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's crazy. I mean, yeah. it's just totally weird. And for for them, we are the weird people because we have we have Christmas in the in the like in the winter with the with the snow. You know, like Christmas is tough, right? And yeah. In Australia, they go to the beach with like a Santa in a bikini. You know, it's crazy. I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. You just that's fine. You, you mentioned every time somebody mentions Australia, I think of of Santa in the summer, and it doesn't make any sense. Then I have pedometer plus plus, uh, and then right at the bottom, I have the tomorrow thing, just because I didn't know I could get rid of it until like two days ago, and now it's just there, so I just leave it there. Actually, I'm going to get rid of it. Who uses that sort of tomorrow thing? The Apple tomorrow summer. Tomorrow. Who needs that? Like. Live for tomorrow, live for today, man. Well, you should be one of those uh, life coaches, Mike. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. So, see, you told me you'd be uh, boring, but actually it was pretty interesting to know. Oh, no, my iPad home screen, which we're going to talk about yours, there's nothing interesting for me there. Yeah, I I don't think so. But you want to know my home screen? I'm telling you my home screen. Um, But before I tell you about that... Do you, have, like any, do you quickly... have any comments on my on my my setup there, or are we good? I haven't uh, now. Time zones just keeps telling me unable to load. That's fun. Don't mind saying that. Yeah, but yeah, but what do you think about my selection there, Federico? I want to know. See, I have a question actually. Yeah. I, I want to know if you like. What's your relationship with OmniFocus? Um, do you, does it does it work well for you? Does it, are you happy with Army Focus? I love it. Yeah, I, because I, you work with a lot of people, right? You work with a lot of people for the podcasts and this kind of stuff. And it seems to me, to me, like you could use a more collaborative uh, task management well, system. I'm, I'm also, not trying to to sell you on to do this. I, I don't care about selling other people to the system. It just seems strange to me that you work with so many people and you use uh, this kind of personal system. Well, so there's a couple of things there. So me and Steven use Wanderlist for shared tasks. Oh, okay. okay. But as well, like I'm working with people that don't necessarily work for me in, in the same way. Well, maybe it's kind of the same, but I don't necessarily want to force like Jason, mm. Brad, Casey, Matt, Steven, and you to use a task management thing with me. Because really, I, I typically don't need to um, make a task like for everybody you know like mm-hmm. i have tasks you guys have tasks we never really need to share them i kind of take care of most stuff or steven takes care of most stuff it's just kind of like the ongoing things of preparing the shows but we all know to do that so yeah we are turning into back to work kind of do you want to talk about comics what do you, what do you think about that i don't read them so 
Mike. Do you not like comics at all? I'm sorry, but I don't. I prefer manga. Don't know. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't disagree. I, I I don't doubt it. But manga's cool. Yeah. Thank you. Like, like I was super into um, Dragon Ball when I was a kid. You know. Right. Right. And I bought all the original volumes. It cost me a fortune. Actually, my parents. And specifically my mother, but, you know. Um, do you want to know about my iPad Air 2? I want to know all about it, yeah. So, um, I bought this device with the idea that I would like it, not the idea that I would love it. And it turns out that it, I really love it. And uh, and the, the biggest reason why, uh, actually the two main reasons are uh, the memory upgrade and the thinner design. So uh, I was a huge proponent of the iPad mini because it was light, because it was portable, because it was super comfortable to use. And, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm finding out that the iPad Air 2, thanks to this uh, crazy thin and light design, is just as comfortable for me. I, I can use it with one hand and I don't feel like fatigue on my wrist. Um, I'm using it all the time. I'm, I've been... I've been using my my this iPad for instead of my MacBook for the past two weeks every day, and I'm, and I'm fine really. Um, uh, thanks to Pixelmator, which came out on iOS, I have a decent image editor, which was one one of my biggest frustrations um, for working on iOS. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I really didn't think I could I could like fall in love with the with the with the bigger iPad. Um, but the fact that Apple managed to keep the same battery life and 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 have this new crazy design on the iPad Air, uh, it's really crazy to me because it, even after two weeks, it still feels crazy how thin and light it is. And so that was a huge factor uh, in you know switching to a bigger iPad from the iPad Mini. And the memory, uh, the more uh, the, the RAM, um, typically I don't care about this kind of specs, uh, but I, I guess that I care about the specs when they have a practical consequence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, yeah, you know, the, the, like a consequence that I can measure practically. So I'm not talking about how many seconds it, it takes to render video. Because, you know, I have no idea. Um, but like when you tell me, you know, you can open 10 Safari tabs and they don't reload all the time. See, that's a practical aspect that I can understand. And so besides Safari tabs, which I open all the time, a lot of them, um, I'm, I'm seeing that uh, thanks to all this memory, it keeps m- more apps um, active without forcing you to wait when you launch them. And there, there was a um, there was a test, I think, by by Pocket Gamer uh, a couple of weeks ago about trying to to see how many apps the iPad Air two can keep in memory uh, without you know um, uh, like flushing them out from from RAM, and <laughs> you can definitely tell the difference from uh, the iPad Air and the iPad Air two. Um, so in general, I'm really in love with the hardware. 
um, except for that vibration that I told you uh, for the audio. Because it's so thin and light, uh, when you play music, you can feel the, the entire device vibrate, especially in the back. Um, I guess it can be sort of like a feature because you feel the music. Uh, it's, it's really not nice, but you get used to it. Um, it's the entire iOS experience seems to be much, much better with iOS 8.1.1, which is in beta, and I told you about a few minutes ago. And in general, you know, I've been, I, I really don't want to say this, but I've been computing. Uh, oh, <laughs> yes. Wow. Uh, yes. From the iPad. Um, is that what we call it now? It, that is what we call it. See, here's the point. The reason why I use my iPad is not to prove that I can do it. Uh, it's always been, it has always been that I need to be able to take my computer with me all the time. Uh, for the kind of life that I have and the kind of lifestyle, I guess, um, I'm always, you know, sometimes I'm at home. Uh, sometimes I need to work in my bedroom. Sometimes I need to work in the kitchen because I'm preparing dinner or lunch. Other times I'm driving and maybe I have a, like a 20-minute pause that I can get some work done. Other times I'm waiting for somebody and I need to wait 40 or 50 minutes in my car and I need to be able to work from there. Other times I'm waiting at my doctor's. Other times I'm waiting at the hospital. You know, I'm, I'm a very... Um, uh, what's a right adjective for this? Um, You're on the move. I'm on the move, see? And, um, and I need my computer to, to be with me because I, I get work done anywhere. Uh, and because, you know, I need to get work done anywhere. So the iPad, because it is portable, because it has a 3G and now 4G, I, I want and I need to take it with me. And, um, and the iPad Air 2, it, man, I'm, I'm really, really liking it. And uh, typing is more comfortable thanks to the larger display, which I had forgotten about uh, after the iPad mini. I'm really curious to see if the rumor is true and if Apple is doing new multitasking stuff. Because I, I, I told you uh, last year I wasn't sure about split-screen multitasking on the iPad. I still have many, many, many doubts about it, especially when it comes to managing multiple apps on, on screen. Uh, yeah, I guess, guess yeah. we'll see, you know? Uh, maybe, uh, again, I don't know. I don't know if there's a good way to do it. Like it can't happen without this like Microsoft idea of like snapping, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. So yeah, my iPad Air two, I really like it. Good job from Apple. Um, you talk about there, and you've spoken about before, uh, about portability. Mm -hmm. Now you've just made your iPad a lot less portable. How do you feel about all of that? See, I I have um, a Tom Bean uh, bag. Oh, what one do uh, you have? Oh, like the original one, the, the Tom Bean um, from 2010 or 2011. Uh, does it have a name? Basically, okay, here we go. Guys, I'm going to ask you for some help. Like, I feel like this is a, a I'm gonna get I know I'm gonna I know you guys are gonna help me, but I feel like this is one of those things where it's like, okay, and get ready for the email. I'm looking for a bag. Um and I'm looking for a bag 
like a nice small bag to carry um, my laptop in. I have a 13-inch Retina MacBook Pro and maybe like an iPad as well and, and like a notebook, like a, a, a thin light bag that can be used for that stuff or I could just throw some small things in there in an iPad or my laptop or whatever. If you have a good bag recommendation, please send it to me. Twitter would be great. I'm at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. I'm, 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 I'm in the market for a new bag basically. Um, I'm looking at the Tommin website. Um, it's like a, uh, I think it's called a, a large cafe bag, but it's not that. Um, it's kind of it's similar, you know. It's um, it it has a uh, multiple pockets inside. Um, there's a two main pockets, then there's a like um, like other smaller pockets for like a stylus and other like cables and the kind of stuff. And so I can easily, uh, like right now, uh, because I'm moving between Viterbo and Rome, I have my iPad mini, which I still have to sell, uh, my iPad Air, my PS Vita, my Nintendo 3DS, a bunch of cables, and a, an external battery pack for my iPhone. It, there's a lot of stuff in there. So no, it's not a problem uh, when it comes to portability. Um, I also didn't notice, um, you know, like, is it is it comfortable to use? Is there a problem for like when you try to hold it with one hand? Uh, it could it could be that that I have abnormally large hands. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I, I have no idea. Uh, but no, it's not a problem because um, it's so because it's light and because it's thin. Uh, well, people yeah, have um, people have asked me that question, right? So going from like a a five S to a six plus. Yeah, there is a difference, and yeah, you can feel the difference at times, but it's not so much that it causes any problem, which I assume is probably the same, right? You can't say there's no difference, because I'm not saying you'll say that, but you can't say, oh, it doesn't feel yeah. any different to go from an iPad mini to an iPad Air. Of course it does. It's heavier and it's bigger. But <laughs> yeah. it's the, whether that difference actually makes a negligible problem or whether it's just like you just adjust to it and it becomes like normal. Yeah, I guess my my judgment of the the larger iPad. You gotta remember that I used to have an iPad three, so we're talking to two thousand and twelve, and when I when and in my life I was at a point where uh, you know between treatments and you know switching between different hospital rooms, um, I was always connected to an IV. Uh, so I needed to use my iPad with one hand, and the iPad 3 was really bulky and heavy. Um, and then I switched to an iPad mini, and I was like, oh my god, this, this is perfect. Uh, but now that the iPad Air 2 is so... I mean, it's thinner than an iPad mini, and it's still heavier, but you cannot really feel that weight because of the new design. Uh, so this is... It, as a larger iPad, so uh, because I, I, I cannot talk about the original iPad Air, but from the perspective of someone who used to have an iPad 3 and then switched the iPad mini, iPad mini 2, and now back on the iPad Air 2, it's it seems like a, a completely different 10-inch uh, iPad to me. Yeah. Um, I, find, I find iOS on the big iPads to look comical. Like, it just looks like a joke to me. Like mm. because it just looks so weird now because I'm used to everything looking small, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like I have a small iPad and I've had, the phones are smaller, you know. So like the icons are small, and I get a big iPad and I'm like, ah, 
It's like yeah. the size of a postage stamp, each icon. Yeah. Have I've you tried found to... that? Have you found it weird moving to everything being like blown up? Yeah, it was weird initially. And then I tried to move back to the mini oh. and it looked so tiny. Yeah, like when like, you like, like when you try and use an iPhone four five yes, or now. Like... Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I was like, how could I use this? This is like an iPad for ants, you know? So let me ask you this question. If uh, Apple had released an updated iPad Mini with the same specs as the iPad Air, would you have stuck with the Mini or would you have gone to the Air? Have you gone to the Air purely because it's now the powerful one? Yeah. So you would probably if so if for example if Apple came out and said just JK guys here's a true <laughs> iPad Mini three, would mm-hmm. you would you take your iPad Mini back and get the uh, take the Air back and get the Mini? That's a good question. I don't know because I. Uh, because they're, I mean, with the same specs, with the same uh, theme design, the only difference is the size. I mean, the iPad Air 2 is it's not a, really a problem when it comes to portability and, and form factor. I, I don't know. Uh, at this point, Mike, I, I don't think so. I think I would stick to the Air. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I need to move back at this point because, um, you know, it's. It, I can use it comfortably enough. Okay. I, I do believe that the iPad design has uh, arrived to a point where uh, the larger iPad is comfortable enough and that's portable enough. Um, I'm not so sure about the future of the iPad Mini, honestly. I do think if see, I love the mini, but I think yeah. now maybe if I was going to get a new iPad, it, I might go for the Air because the, my 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 Plus and the mini they, they are so close together. Like there is still a huge difference between them. Don't get me wrong. Like the the mini screen is a lot bigger than the Plus screen. Yeah, yeah. But the things that you do on a mini and the things that you do on a Plus, when you actually do the things on them, there's not that much of a difference between them. Like reading. Like the screen is so big on the plus that it kind of doesn't, you don't really need to go to a mini to read. The only thing I noticed like is filling out, if I want to use it in landscape, like to do to do like a spreadsheet or something, the mini is better for that because you've got a bigger screen to do it mm-hmm. all on, you know? Um, but I, you know, I, I think that for, for most tasks, the the plus works. I have, I have literally used my iPad mini to play a game since the day I received my plus, I play one game. So I don't touch it anymore. Can you can you tell me what game it is? Uh, well, I <laughs> you know what it is, but I can't say what it is yet. <laughs> I know. I asked you this question knowing you what the game was. You just want to drive people crazy. <laughs> yes, and you, especially you. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, um, I'm not sure, honestly, especially considering the the iPad Mini three and the kind of upgrade that it that it received. I'm not sure about the device's future at this point because it seems to me like the iPad Mini three was, you know, let's put Touch ID on that and just forget about it, you know. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. All right, I want to take a moment to thank our final sponsor for this week, and then I want to understand what's on Federico Vitici's home screen. 
This week's episode of Connected is also brought to you by Hover.com. Hover is the best way to buy and manage domain names. It's been my place of choice for years for serious projects and for silly ones too. When I want to grab my name, my actual name or a name for a project, for a website that I'm working on or an idea that I have had. Oh, I have a great idea. First thing I do, go to Hover.com. Type in the name of the idea that I'm thinking about or type in some keywords, you know. I don't know, let's type in podcast network, see what comes up. Uh, and Hover will give you some great suggestions. They have all of the TLDs that you're used to. They have .com, .co, .me. They have .fm now, .tv. They have the crazy ones like .plumbing, .london, .nyc. There should be a .for Turbo, Federico. You should speak to the mayor about that or something. I would mm. like I would like to get Mike .for Turbo. Yeah, he's friends with my dad. So. so there you go. You've got an in. Speak speak to the mayor. See if you can sort that out. So cool. you go and you, you type in the words that you're looking for or you type in the actual domain that you're looking for. Hover will show you what's available. And they'll also show you all of the other stuff too. They have a great way of categorizing it so you don't have to just have this crazy long list. They bring out like they have different categories. They show you like the top selections in that category. You can expand it and see more. So they have over 200 TLDs at great prices. Their dot coms are twelve ninety nine now, and all of Hover's domains include free Whois privacy. Hover believe in keeping your private information private, unlike some other registrars, and that's something that I love about Hover dot com. It's actually one of my very favorite things, is because I got bitten by that once. I, I did. I thought I'd used enabled Whois. This is before I'd heard about Hover, and somebody found out some private information online, and it was just a bit weird. Um, but anyway, it wasn't nothing crazy happened, but it's just very strange for somebody to email you and say, look, I know your address now because of this, this and this. And I was like, ah, so Hover, I never have to worry about that because I get who is privacy for free. Hover have awesome, fantastic customer support. They have a no hold, no wait, no transfer telephone support policy. They are famous for this. They have great email support too. So if you prefer to speak to robots, although they're not actual robots, like it's just you're speaking to computers and the people email you back and they're very friendly still. They're like friendly robots that are not actually robots. Anyway, they also have Hover's valet service where they take all of the hassle out of switching from your current provider because they just want to be nice and do it all for you. They have volume discounts. You can get email stuff with them too. So go right now to hover.com and try them out. You want to use the code SPECIALBUSINESS, all one word, at checkout, and you'll get 10% off your first purchase at hover.com and show your support for Connected and Relay FM at SPECIALBUSINESS at checkout at hover.com. Thank you so much to Hover for sponsoring this episode and for supporting Relay FM. Federico Vitici. Uh, that's my name. I am looking at an image of your home screen, which people can find in something called the notes of this show. Oh um, yeah, the notes of this show, which you can find um, at a web portal domain, uh, relay.fm/connected/twelve. That's right. And if people are looking at the notes of this show and they see Federico's um, iPad, what are they going to see on there? Well, basically, that's how it works. The lower you go, the more business it gets. Right. Right? Okay. So in the top row, there's the App Store, Music, Spotify, Photos, and Overcast. Um, Overcast, which is in beta on the iPad, um, I'm I'm showing the screenshot just because um, I think Marco has been open about it. Um, The the apps with the orange dot, those are betas from TestFlight. So that would be Overcast and Editorial in the dock. Um, so I try to keep on my home screen um, all the apps that I use 
several times every day. All right, that's the most obvious excuse for for a home screen. Uh, but still, it's 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 the truth, right? I don't try to keep uh, like apps that I want to try or apps that I'm playing with. This is just the apps that I use all the time. At the top, App Store, because I'm constantly looking for updates or searching for apps or browsing the App Store or looking for new apps. Music, because I actually enjoy iTunes Radio and I keep a few albums in iTunes Match, um, especially Taylor Swift's new album, which I really, really like. Hmm. Spotify, because that's the... um, I've been trying all the music streaming services again. I love Beats Music. But I need to use Spotify because, um, uh, so my girlfriend and I, we've been sharing a RDO subscription, uh, but we are moving back to Spotify. Now there's a Spotify family, uh, which I think launched today in the US. It was announced a couple of weeks ago. Um, the problem is that I want to, I want to use Spotify for personal use and we are consolidating basically the family subscriptions uh, into it as well. Uh, Beats Music, I love Beats Music. I mean, I, I saw the potential of Beats Music uh, soon after it launched. It's a really awesome service. Uh, it just needs to get better on iOS and it needs a desktop application. Um, for instance, you're, you, you, cannot, you cannot add songs to, to, the, to, to a queue. That's something that I really want to do when I'm working. I don't want to switch uh, all the time to my music player to 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 find the song. Spotify lets me lets me create a queue, and Spotify also has uh, like like many parts of the app make more sense on the iPad than Beats Music. So for now, uh, we are. Uh, consolidating our family subscription into Spotify. I'm also using Spotify for personal use. We'll see about Beats Music when Apple uh, releases, hopefully, uh, major updates. Photos, obviously, because I want to look at my photos anywhere and because I use the Photos app also for screenshots and because I also act on the screenshots with extensions. Mm. So, obviously, uh, Photos app uh, for work and personal use goes to the top. And Overcast, because, I mean, it's the best uh, podcast client um, on iOS. I love the smart speed. Oh, so now you have it on your iPad. Are you using Overcast on your iPhone Of course, again? I told you. You guys made fun of me because I had the podcast app. It was just temporary, I told you. I was just checking. I, that's, I, I remember no, you telling Stephen me. Stephen was really was... upset. He was like, oh, God, this guy, you know? <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. Um, second row is uh, Todoist, uh, which I told you about, my to-do management system. And I keep it to the left side uh, because when I use my iPad uh, when I'm working mostly in landscape mode, and therefore it goes to the left, leftmost side of the screen, which is really easy to reach, you know, when, I'm, when I'm, I need to find the app icon. Mm-hmm. Um, Nuzzle, uh, these are really cool and useful uh, news reading application to find links from Twitter. I think we discussed Nuzzle uh, yeah. last week or two weeks ago. I keep trying, I keep going to try them out, and, and it's it's high on my list. I've downloaded, I've also downloaded the new Flipboard, and I want to try them. I want to try them both out in a Federico Vitici style. Yeah, yeah, an evaluation of your workflow. Uh, I'm all about. I'm actually thinking a lot about evaluating my workflows now. 
did you did you see that I managed to sneak in the word workflow in my in my interview with the Globe and Mail? I did. You yeah. put it in there a few <laughs> times, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> I'll put that in the show notes if anybody hasn't seen it. Federico was interviewed on the real news by real people. It's very very yeah. exciting. Yeah, I needed to put on a shirt. Yeah, oh you look very handsome. Thank you. Um next is I You're an expert as well, aren't you? Uh, uh, I am, I am an expert, according to the Global Mail, which is really, it was really awesome. I'm, I'm really, you know, honored to, to, to be doing this kind of stuff. It doesn't, it looks crazy to me, you know, I'm just a guy. But anyway, um, Elevate. Uh, this is my, my, my favorite kind of uh, non-work-related app on my home screen because it lets me... Um, exercise my brain it's a uh, we talked about this on our other show mike which is virtual um i cannot remember the episode when we mentioned elevate but it's a uh, if you remember the brain uh brain brain age game for the original nintendo ds this is kind of like that it's a series of uh, mini games um that supposedly uh they let you improve your brain skills but in Practical terms, Elevate has all these mini games to kind of enhance your reading skills, your writing skills, your, like your patience, your focus on when you're like when you're reading a paragraph of text. And in my experience, it really helps helps because the mini games are really well designed. The, the graphics are awesome. Um, it looks fantastic on the iPad. The interactions are simple. You can use taps and swipes, and the mini games are really uh, thoughtfully designed and this app has, ta- is, has taught me so many new words and and, it, and, it, and and that really helps right because English is not my my, uh, my native language and also it's got this mini game to uh, avoid uh, unnecessary words and sentences in your writing which really is really helpful when you write for a living um, clips this uh, clipboard manager of choice on iOS 8, it's awesome because it's got this crazy extension that lets you clip text from anywhere. Uh, Pcalc, uh, I use Pcalc in iPhone layout mode uh, because I love the huge buttons uh, in the app and uh, I want to do unit uh, conversion and basic calculations on the iPad. Uh, so I keep it on my home screen. The messages app, because I use it to talk to my mother and to Mike. Um, fantastical. Uh, that's really my reason, Mike, for using messages. It's Aww. you and my mom. Um, <laughs> oh, my girlfriend, my girlfriend. I should mention the three people of my life. <laughs> I feel so privileged. Well, yeah. You're the only person of the internet I know that uses messages with me. Why is that, do you think? I don't know. Maybe because you put up with me all the time. Oh, I don't put up with you. I don't... Anyway, this is anyway, this <laughs> really moving on from this touching anyway, moment. Yeah. Uh, so, Fantastical. Uh, because it's uh, it's the best way to create new events. I've tried so many other uh, calendar apps, including Sunrise, which is really popular. But Fantastical with the natural language uh, commands and with the widget is continues to be the best uh, calendar app for iOS. My, my wild dream 
and fantasy would be fantastical with Todoist integration. I know it's never going to happen, but still, I can dream. Instapaper, right in the middle of the screen, because I, at the end of the workday, uh, I want to read some articles, and Instapaper is my favorite solution. GroupMe, which has a which has an unread badge. I'm really sorry about that. Um, I'm also sorry about mail and Twitter. Uh, GroupMe, because we use it for Mac stories, we used to use it for relay before I talk to talk you guys into using Slack, which is next to GroupMe. Uh, so now I have to use both GroupMe for Mac stories, um, Slack for relay. They are both nice. Slack has a has a nice extension that lets you uh, post files and images from anywhere. Pinner is a pinboard client. I use pinboard to 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 bookmark web pages that I know I want to. I want to use in the future, so I'm talking about stuff like uh, tutorials and guides, or like Python stuff, uh, regular expression stuff. It's nerdy stuff that I need to reference in the future. And Pinner is really nice because it's got this iOS 8 share, share extension that works from Safari and other apps. It's really well done. Mail, the only reason I use Apple Mail on the iPad um, as my default client is because there's no dispatch for the iPad yet. I'm using dispatch as my my main uh, email app on the phone. You, you know dispatch, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the app from the guys that also make clips. Yeah. Uh, I have to use it on the iPad. I would use dispatch, but there's no dispatch. Uh, I try to use Cloud Magic. I try to use uh, something that is called Mail Deck. Um, Apple Mail remains my favorite because it's fluid, it's fast. Uh, but I would really love to use extensions in Mail and snippets and custom salutations and all the other awesome stuff that Dispatch does. Uh, but still, I need to use Mail. Um, Quip is the uh, Google Docs-like service that you, uh, I'm using with you, Mike. And with the Mac Stories folks to organize Mac Stories Weekly, you and me, we use it for virtual. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's like Google Drive and Google Docs. It lets you collaborate on documents. Um, you can also add spreadsheets into documents. You can also chat with other people next to a document. So it's this collaborative environment to work on text and images and documents. And it's 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 really nice because I, I use it for the virtual topics and I use it to organize my stories weekly. So the different sections of the newsletter. Dig, which Steven uh, really liked last week, is the is my is the RSS service that I'm using lately. Um, a lot of people make fun of Dig because it was, uh, you know, Kevin Rose and the raccoon and that kind of stuff. But actually, it turns out that the new, um, you know, the, the raccoon video, right? Yeah, yeah. Can you can you put it in the show notes, Mike? Of course. Okay. Um, so the new Dig is actually this uh, kind of curated front page of the web. So the front page of Dig is um, they have a team of people. They choose great articles and videos from the web and they showcase it, showcase them on the front page. So if you don't want to use the RSS part of the service, which is called Dig Reader, uh, it's fine. You can have all these article recommendations and they're great articles. And I love the the funny, uh, like the subtitles that they put in the app. 
really nice. Uh, the RSS service is it's it's nice, you know. It uh, it's it's supported iOS eight and the iPhone six. Uh, no, actually, just the iOS eight. Um, when it when it launched, they added support for the iPhone six. Uh, it's fast. It um it supports extensions. It syncs your reading position across the iPhone and the iPad. It's free. Um, you can uh, you can star articles. You can save them to Instapaper. Uh, and I'm and I'm finding that because of all these new services uh, for RSS, it's really easy to switch. Like I don't I don't have the pressure of oh my god I need to keep using this RSS service forever. You know I can keep trying Dig and Feedly and Feed Wrangler and you know, it, I can just switch because my OPML file is always the same. Yeah, but then you have to kind of mark everything as unread and start all over again. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's no big deal, right? Nobody ever died of marking as unread. In theory. In theory. Uh, next is actually an app called Next. Uh, see, I, <laughs> I planned that. You spoke about uh, them. So, like, a bunch of these, like, like Next, you, you, this is on your iPhone as well, right? Yes. Yeah. This was on my iPhone, and now I can use it again because iCloud has been fixed on the latest iOS 8.1.1 beta, which I keep talking about because I'm so happy about the bug fixes. Uh, it's a Nextpens tracker for iOS and OS 10, and I love the simplicity of Next. I love the fact that it lets you... Um, assign icons to different expense types so I can have a fork for my restaurant expenses and I can have a globe for my internet-related expenses. And it syncs with iCloud. The iPad app has some really nice gestures and tablet-only, like, designs. It's, it's the kind of iPad app that really gives you the idea of when a developer gets the iPad, that's the kind of app that they can make. Um, in the dock, we have the apps that I use all the time, Evernote, because I keep all my visual and rich text personal notes into Evernote. And lately that I've been setting up my new place here in Rome, uh, it's especially handy to keep all the receipts and the bills that I need to send as a PDF to my landroll to my landroll. Uh, also, all the manuals for the various electronics around the house, uh, personal notes for work, for research, all kinds of notes. Safari is my web browser of choice. I talked about this on Mac Stories. I talked about this, I think, on the prompt and then on Connected. Um, I love Safari. It's fast, it's stable, it's made from Apple. It's not creepy in theory. Uh, I like iCloud tabs. Uh, it's my favorite iOS app ever made by Apple, so thumbs up to the Safari team, which are nice people also. It's a nice plus. Launch Center Pro, Pro in the middle of the dock, I, I, I'm going really fast through all these apps, Mike. Um, I keep all sorts of shortcuts into Launch Center Pro. The ones that I use the most are a shortcut to quickly open a link in Safari. So I copy a link in the clipboard, I open Launch Center Pro, and it opens in Safari. I don't have to open Safari, tap in the address bar, paste the link, tap Enter. I can just open Launch Center Pro, tap a clipboard icon, and the link that I have in my clipboard goes off to Safari. Uh, 
Another shortcut that I use all the time is to uh, create new tasks in Todoist because Todoist has an undocumented but really powerful URL scheme. Um, so I, I have an action that lets me type the name of the task, then the date, because the thing that people don't know about Todoist is that it supports natural language as much as Fantastical does. And this is really awesome because I can type something like, I don't know, do research for Max Stories Weekly. And then I, when, when I need to add the date, I can write tomorrow at 2 p.m. And they have an advanced syntax for recurring tasks for like other di different types of entering times and dates. And it's, it's a, another really nice touch of Todoist. Um, last three apps, Mike. We're almost done. Um, drafts. Um, because that's where, when I need to quickly save text, I go to drafts. Um, then I can, I can send this, this text to Evernote. For instance, one of my most used actions is one to um, append a link to an Evernote uh, note, uh, which is called MacStories Weekly Links. Uh, so every time I, I come across a link that I find interesting, I can quickly save it into uh, to, I can quickly save it to the bottom of uh, an existing note in Evernote. And then each Thursday when I go through all the links for MacStories Weekly, I, I will find all the links that I saved with drafts. Editorial, because it's my it's my um, the iPad app that, that changed iOS for me. Uh, editorial is a, it's the most powerful markdown editor ever made for iOS and I guess any other platform. It's a mix of markdown, multi-markdown and automator on iOS. You can create custom actions, workflows, you can do Python, you can you can avoid all the scripting if you want and you can just use visual actions like building blocks for your workflows and it's crazy. Uh, the guy who makes it is also crazy but also awesome and the entire app is fantastic and it's the app that I use every day to post articles, uh, automate uh, any other aspect of iOS, such as um, discovering price drops for App Store apps, uh, sending links to other people via email, or stuff like image uh, image editing and, and processing and uploading through Python. Um, and last, Mike, is Twitter for the iPad mm -hmm. with the Twitter app and not a third-party client because for a series of reasons which I have covered before, which I will hopefully soon when, when my schedule allows, uh, I will further uh, cover on Mac Stories. Uh, I really like the, the official Twitter app for iOS. It's an unpopular opinion among iOS uh, geeks. Um, and I just want to mention a few of them. I really like Twitter cards which I also wrote about. Uh, Twitter cards are these uh, interactive or otherwise rich previews of content directly into your Twitter timeline. So things like web articles, they get an excerpt and they get um, an image or image galleries, SoundCloud audio um, previews, videos, GIFs, and all other kinds of content that are directly previewed into your timeline. 
And I like the fact that um, you can send images in direct messages. And I like that you, and this is one of the most uh, underappreciated features of a Twitter client, uh, you can see the number of retweets and favorites that for each tweet directly in timeline without having to open the tweet in a separate view. So when I'm scrolling my timeline, I can see right away whether a tweet is popular or worth uh, paying attention to or not. And you can favorite with one tap, you can retweet with two taps, you don't have to switch between views. And I wish that more people would consider using the Twitter app, even though it doesn't have streaming or it doesn't have timeline syncing. But let me tell you, it takes a bit of getting used to, uh, but the trade-offs and the other features of the Twitter app uh, make it worth it for me. Uh, as you can see from the screenshot, there's other three screens of apps. Uh, the last screen is the betas. Um, the other two screens are folders and games. And that's it. Thank you, Federico. It was my pleasure, Mike. I hope that people have an understanding into the... What's on the home screen of an iPad power user? Now, Federico, there will be links to all of this stuff in the show notes. Where would people yes. go to find such a thing? So, um, if you if you happen to be aware of the uh, of the web, uh, you should just go to your web browser of choice, whether it's Opera, whether it's uh, Firefox, or I guess whether you use uh, Internet Explorer you can just go to the address bar and you can go to relay.fm uh, slash, as in the character, uh, not the um, guitar player. From Guns um, Yes. And connected slash again and dodici, which means 12 in English. Um, actually, it's 12 in English. It's, you know, in Italian, that's how we say it. Uh, and uh, at that webpage, you will find uh, text uh, you will find pictures, but if you keep scrolling, you will see a player to to listen to this episode. And you know, underneath the player, you will find the show notes. Wow, that was that was a lot of information. I appreciate you uh, giving that to our listeners. It's very nice. Yeah, especially especially for people who use Opera as their you know web browser. Hey, these uh, people, you know, they they need th- some love too. You know? That's useful information. Yeah. Very useful, especially if, yeah. especially if you use Opera. If you'd like to follow us on the internet, I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Federico is at Fetici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. Federico, of course, writes at thefantasticmacstories.net. Uh, we'd also like to thank our sponsors again for this week, lynda.com, Hover, and Clubhouse. Go and check those guys out. We'll be back next week with another episode of Connected, and hopefully Stephen will join us. Until then, say goodbye, Federico. Arrivederci.